Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Jake, happy Thanksgiving, first of all. It's the holidays. They're here. Uh, lots to talk about, but right off the bat, I just want to make sure you know that I'm thinking about you and your family on this holiday week. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Well, that's so nice of you, Jordan, and I'll be doing the same. And uh, I'll tell you what, I think we might have discussed this last year and maybe the previous year. I think Thanksgiving is probably my favorite holiday uh, out the bunch. Well, Jake, I got to know, though, what's the DeLome family Thanksgiving plans, okay? Uh, You have so much family around. I know you're traveling to Miami afterwards, but give me the rundown on the festivities. It's going to be – it's actually fairly nice, Jordan, to be quite honest. Um, We don't have to do it at the house, so there's not a lot of uh, preparation on our end. So we will go to an aunt and uncle's house and spend a few hours there. And then I believe we're going to go to my mother-in-law's a little later on. So um, we'll be on the road and eating tons of healthy, nutritious food. And we're going to feel great after we just kind of gorge ourselves at both places. Is there any um, weird, well, which would be weird to me, normal to you, regional dishes that are a must at Thanksgiving for you guys? No, I can't really say. It's the traditional, uh, you know, turkey. There'll be a ham. I have a feeling there'll be a roast and there'll be numerous, you know, all the stuffings, the dressings and things like that. So I can't really say there's anything um, uh, with a Louisiana type theme, so to speak. So, no, I think it's pretty traditional. No Cajun anything? No crawfish stuffing? Nothing? Man, no, you really, um, you really won't get that. Now, no, you really truly won't. No. Not, it's yeah, it's but, traditional, um, but just the amount of food, it, it's insane. It's just insane. <laughs> Pounds per person, what, like about five or six probably? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, the one thing that I've started doing, um, especially since I quit playing, I make sure I got a big exercise uh, slash mm. cardio type morning before the day starts because right. it's just it, when we played – I love Thanksgiving Day when we would actually do, be in season because everybody was in a great mood. It was a Thursday, and I'm not saying guys are in bad moods on Thursday, but, I mean, that's a huge work day. But it just seemed like everybody, would they were in just awesome moods. Practice started a little earlier. There was an intensity about it because everybody wanted to kind of go out, move around, run around. Um, and then after practice, we were done. We run back into the locker room, change, and go home to spend time with family. And I guess we get home around one-ish or something like that. So it felt like we had all afternoon. We came in a little earlier on Friday. But, uh, man, I just I used to enjoy Thanksgiving Day. You remember Mike Mazur, who was our O-line coach our first four years in Carolina, right? I know you do. He's he's since all passed right. away, and, you know, obviously we, we all miss him. But he was kind of like a grumpy, kind of a grumpy <laughs> O-line coach. And like, we'd try to get him goofing around. He never would. And one, one year at Thanksgiving, he was came out, he was all pissed off that the way we practiced my Wednesday or something, you know. And he was really like an individual wanting to lay into us. And, you know, Thanksgiving is obviously late in the season, and everybody's like kind of beat up and tired. And I'll never forget you, Doug Brzezinski, who was just <laughs> Doug. Doug started his career as a guard center in Philly, and had and played really well there. And then because of a set, bunch of injuries and whatever, he never really got 
going as an offensive lineman for us uh, his second stop in his career but it was just an awesome dude full length tattoo sleeves on both arms looked like a maniac but was the nicest guy and i'll never forget we were he was he started yelling mazer started yelling at brzezinski for like not coming off the ball hard enough and so doug started coming off the ball in individual like hitting the bags and he just started saying thanksgiving holiday dishes when he came off the ball so he's like <laughs> they're like Hey, do it again, Doug. He goes, set hit. He goes, stuffing. And he drove the ball. You know, he run, and then he's like, go again. That wasn't good enough. He did it. Pumpkin pie. Just being a total smart aleck. And finally, uh, everyone started laughing. It finally won Mazer over. But that's the perfect example of your point of how it was on the holidays. But, no, that's beautiful. I, mean, I smoke a turkey every year on the big green egg. I'm not like some guru on the smoker. I like to do it. But that's a fun tradition because we start it super early, you know, do it real low and slow. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Plenty to be thankful for us. Obviously Jake, uh, the game, let's talk about the game, the return of cam. I actually recorded, I had a, I had a blast at the game and it was, you know, a lot of things to talk about, but I had my phone out and recorded when cam came out of the tunnel when they did the starting lineup. Cause I knew it was going to be, something memorable and they had the smoke all queued up perfect and the music and the fans were standing and cam took what seemed like 20 minutes to slowly emerge from the steam and the smoke and he did his superman deal and ran out and i'll tell you what man bank of america stadium was definitely glad to see him and i thought i thought he did an excellent job all things considered um, definitely some points in the game for us to discuss about, you know, going for it or some penalties or whatever. But I was very pleased with what Cam was able to do. I was shocked, Jake, at what Washington did offensively. I thought Heineke looked like a pro bowler. And I was I, I spoke to Ron and a bunch of their staff before the game on the field and, and things like that. So there was a certain, you know, you were happy for Ron, obviously. But, I mean, just kind of a killer killer loss for our team. And I don't know how you felt about it, Jake. Well, certainly it felt that way, Jordan, to be quite honest. Watching that football game, um, getting the opening drive, um, going down, getting the touchdown, and um, just as the game went on, it just like, hey, this is going down to the wire. And you just kind of felt like we were going to somehow, some way come out with a win. And listen, it's very simple. I'm tipping my hat to Taylor Heineke. I thought the kid played outstanding. Uh, He just, with his feet, uh, just a grittiness about him, thought he made plays. He has some pretty good receivers. This McLaurin kid is really, really good. Um, ran the ball very well. It seemed like they kind of ran, I guess you could say, uh, on the left side uh, of their offensive line pretty effectively uh, the m- most of the day. And you would just kind of, okay, we're down by six. We're going to go get that, um, you know, make the drive to get the win. And we just, we didn't do it. And um, And listen, I'm not making excuses, but, that's a tough situation for a quarterback that's been there, what, nine days to try to go run a certain type of two-minute two minute type of operation. Um, to say he had the full gamut of plays, I would doubt that. Um, but tip your hat to Washington. Yes, that was a tough loss. Hopefully it doesn't come back to bite us in the end if we can somehow make a run. Uh, but listen, the big thing is they ran the ball on us, and Taylor Heineke was outstanding, and um, they got the win. 
I know their offensive line for Washington was geared up and ready to go. I was talking to uh, Wes Schweitzer, who ended up coming in when Tyler Larson got hurt at center. Wes came in as kind of that swing interior guy. I said, how was your week of practice? Because I just knew John Matsko would have had them ready to go. He goes, yeah, Matsko was pretty fired up this week. <laughs> and that's like code for it was an intense week of practice, you know. So that, their O-line did a great job. Kind of all the words coming out of Panther camp on Monday or after the game were just, you know, Shaq kept saying, do your job. I know Reddick said that we got to quit being buddy buddy with each other and hold guys accountable. And it's, you know, on run fits, Jake, that's what it always is, is if guys are out of gaps or they're not playing with their proper technique or you're in charge of the B gap as a tackle and you get reached. And now, you know, that's where those big voids come from. So the defensive guys seemed quite disappointed, obviously. I mean, to give up 190 yards rushing, Jake, that's just when we've lost bad, it's been on those big rush yardage. Uh, uh, giveaways you know and so that's going to be the formula that I think the teams are going to see and late in the season every offensive line always wants to run the ball but especially late in the year when guys are a little bit more banged up and you know your depth is a little bit more shallow on on the roster for defensive linemen man you you know we're going to continue to see it and have to wonder if Phil Snow is going to have to do a little more substituting to try to get a little more size on the up front you know we can't maybe leave Burns and Reddick as the true DNs might have to go to you know some more D linemen and stand up one of those guys on the end so it'll be tough to tell uh, what do you think about with the 305 left? We were talking about it in the booth, 305 in the game. We kind of thought they might punt. We it looked like they were gonna the Panthers were gonna punt, and then we let about 10 seconds run off. There was a timeout. It was like fourth and three, fourth and four, like that. Ended up going for it. And um obviously uh Christian caught the little out route. It was a little short. What was going through your head during that series of events, Jake? Well, so initially, right away, uh I'm looking at the uh, timeouts left and how much time in the game. And my thought process was like, okay, if it's fourth and short, do we go for it? Um, Because in my mind, I'm at home watching. I'm like, okay, I I think we have to think heavily about going for it because Cam doesn't – you don't want to put him in a two-minute situation late in the game. And then you're thinking about Washington – and they had some pretty good drives, you know, the in the half to start the third quarter. And they've had some drives and Heineke just seemed like he was playing lights out. So I'm like, I, I and then I think we should go for it in my mind. Then I'm like, we're punting. And I'm like, okay, I understand that we have our timeouts, two minute warning. But when they came back on the field, I was like, listen, we, we got to go win the game. You know, we can't just trust because our defense was having trouble stopping the run. Um, and the way Heineke was throwing the football and using his feet. So I said, let's go win it. And I truly believe they fell into it. We Christian was short on the pass. And I rewatched the game early this morning uh, just to kind of look at a few other things. And the defensive end, they wanted to kind of hit Christian on the way to the quarterback, just to disrupt him. And sure enough, it did. They really didn't kind of make great contact with him, but it was enough where he had to kind of bubble his route. And the defender that's guarding him man-to-man was just on him. So it was like almost two guys, like a double team, except one was hitting him on the way to the quarterback. And he cut it right at the line of scrimmage, and he catches it. And give Washington credit. They tackled him before the line to gain. So I wasn't overly concerned um, because I was like, hey, we hold him to a field goal, we'll get the ball back. That's kind of how my my mind was working. But I, I was okay with us going for it at that particular time. Um, and then we got the ball back and it just, we, we just couldn't get it done. Uh, Cam, yeah. and Cam even said it, he, um, he hesitated on throwing, I believe the quick out to DJ Moore on the top of the screen as I was watching the television 
and Cam said it after, I, I hesitated. And then I started to run, and then he kind of fell into that sack. So, and, and that goes back to I think we did the right thing by going forward because the limited opportunity he's really had in this two-minute uh, operation. Because I'll go back to it. He was there for, what, nine days. It's it's not easy. It, yes, it's easy to get in, and I don't want to say it's easy, but, like, go run quarterback power on the goal line or go run the power-type run play uh, pass play they did um, in Arizona because it's it's – one it's a it's a one way a go so to speak this is a whole operation in totality looking at the play clock uh knowing your situation so i was okay with it it was just unfortunate but it comes back to and matt hit it yesterday uh, or in his presser on monday after the game penalties uh penalties we didn't get off the field on third down and we didn't stop the run and that's not a recipe for success yeah i i, I agree that 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 going for it was probably the right call. And we mentioned that on the air too, that redirection that you were talking about by the end, probably just threw off the timing a little bit, but the analytics supposedly said go for it there or not to, to punt it. I mean, but I'm glad we went for it. Um, were you surprised that PJ didn't get in? I know I was, I thought by the time we got to two minute at the end, I didn't think it would have made sense to put PJ in sitting on the bench the whole day and then come in, but I would have expected to see him a little bit early. It maybe, some of that had to do with Cam being efficient with the ball and kind of just staying in his lane and all that. But I, I, I that, think I was, so, I Jordan. I know I thought he would have played, but I could not fault, in essence, not playing him. When was Cam, like, in my mind, I never found that he went through a, a, a lull in the game yeah. where he, he yeah. struggled. I think we only had 51 plays uh, offensively in the game. One, that's not a ton, so the possessions were fairly limited. But I thought he played some good football. I thought he threw the ball accurately. He took he took the shots uh, when they were there. Uh, I, I I shouldn't say shots. He got rid of the ball effectively. Got it quickly. We moved the chains. Ran the ball well um, and made some good throws. The touchdown pass to Christian down the seam. It's a hell of a throw. I mean, that's that's a really tough throw that he made, and he put it right on the money. And Christian makes a good catch. And um, I'm like you. Yes, I thought I would have seen him, but it just never seemed like it was the right time to put PJ in because Cam wasn't doing anything uh, to warrant being pulled. Do you think that we should have ran Christian a little bit more in the second half? He had four touches for six yards, first half, six, six carries for 53 yards. I, I we, we discussed that on the air as well. It just seemed like we kind of got away from that a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I'm always going to lean more towards the outfit side of the ball when I'm dissecting things and talking, but that's something that I think we could help ourselves. Christian looks so dang good, Jake, watching him these last two weeks, how he's hitting those holes. I was running with his pad level down and that explosiveness and that chop. And I, I was at practice on Saturday. I got to talk to him and, you know, give him one of those, like, you know, the, the, the hot, the not the handshake but like the hey man and then you come in for the half hug and it's like grabbing a <laughs> side of beef man he's so he's so thick so i would hope we would do that miami we're going to play miami now four and seven they've won three games in a row so they're kind of on a little bit of a hot streak there's certain teams jake that when you this isn't going to be universal for everybody on the team because there's a lot of guys on the team that have been other places. But if you've been a Carolina guy, if you're Shaq or, you know, you're Christian or you're DJ, you know, you guys that have been in Carolina only, certain teams are familiar and certain stadiums are familiar and other ones, it's, it's like a whole new experience. So Washington coming to Carolina, familiar opponent, right? NFC, NFC is close enough. You hear about them in the media, things like that. Miami's one of these games where it's a whole different experience to go down there and play. And it's not because 
the fans are wild or the team is, you know, elite or they have high profile players, but we don't play Miami very often, Jake. They're on one of those every four year rotations. So every eight years we go there unless there's one of those matchup, you know, division matchup outliers. And when you go to Miami, we always stay. It's impossible not to stay somewhere nice. When the teams travel, they stay at four or five star places. So it's always a nice hotel. So when you go to Miami, that means you're like a resort. A lot of times we stayed right on the beach and it just is a good getaway. So I wanted to hear what you thought about when we would go down there and play and, you know, kind of the vibe it got. And I personally think that it's going to be a nice little getaway for the Panthers leading into the bye to kind of, you know, get away from Bank of America Stadium. where We really haven't been great this year and just have a bit of a fresh taste. Well, you hit it on the head. We haven't been good at home. We won the first two games at home, the Jets, and then really and truly our best game was against the Saints week two, and the rest of our really good football games have been on the road. So for whatever reason, we just haven't done well at home. And um, and you go so you go on to Miami, and you have talked about what numerous players at other different teams have always talked about. It's hard going to Miami. It didn't. It doesn't matter if they're a good football team or a bad football team. It is just a different feel, different vibe, um, different lot, temperature. Times, <laughs> it's different gonna be temperature, hot. You know, and so that's something. But I just think losing is the worst thing in the world. I, I don't. I don't care. It just it it drives you nuts. And if we could be at five hundred on the bye week. You never know what can happen. And I know I try to be a glass-half-full guy when it comes to the Panthers, but I, I believe that. So I'm hoping the focus is just like, yes, we get to go on the road, take that us-against-the-world type of mentality. Um, yes, we're going to be on the beach, but there's no time for that. Look at it. Relax your mind. Uh, if you see the water a little bit, uh, but, but just go and get a win. And this team struggled mightily, and now they've won three in a row. Albeit they beat the Texans, who that's not the greatest football team. Um, then they beat Baltimore on the Thursday night, and they played better that game. Baltimore, I think, struggled some. And then they went to New York and, and won that game last week. So it's a team that's going to feel a lot better about themselves. And it certainly sounds like in listening, uh, watching our game and listening to the pressers after the game, we're a team with an awful taste in our mouth. And it sure, certainly sounds like guys are, are, are fed up. Um, and looking forward to going and try to get a win. And what better way to do it than to do it in Hard Rock Stadium and, in Miami? And, and I'm looking forward to it, Jordan. I'm a, Listen, I think you and I both bleed Panther blue. And last week was hard because, yeah, we can talk about the whole Cam coming back and all that. But, listen, that stadium, like it or not, people love Cam Newton. And they wanted to be there to watch because you and I both know – the, the Washington football team has a tremendous following in the Carolinas due to the fact that they were always shown on t network television in that area before the Panthers came along. But to see that stadium jump in uh, the other day, and, and, and that was hard. That was a hard loss to take. So how can we get back and what better way to do it than to go on a road trip and we just so happen to go on a sunny Miami uh, with see a little beach, a little water, but let's go get a win. Are you going to get in the ocean? You and Mick Mixon going to do a little, you know, get a Frisbee going and, hey, Mick, go long, you know, like a Mai Tai in hand. You got to make sure you don't miss the ride to the stadium, Jake. You get down there, you and Mick get a little wild. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going to have to worry. You know how I am, Jordan. I'm a South Beach type of guy, and I'm I'm a party oh, yeah. all night, you know. That's, that's just go kind of stadium. the way I roll. You're going to show up at the stadium, your yeah, shirt's going to be unbuttoned down to your belly button, chest hair popping I might out. 
I, I might come straight from the club. How about that? You know, oh, just walk yeah, right I through bet. the stadium, you know, and say, hey, I'm here, guys. That's You're going to go for a jog on the beach in a Speedo. That's what you're going to do. Is, hey, is there you, any other is there any a, other way a speedo with a jake delome tank top on just so everybody knows who's coming their way oh hey i got That's a story exactly. for you before we finish up so when i travel with my family without my wife laughs at me because i always wear a shirt this is like such an old man move i always wear a shirt with pockets on the front you know like a like a flannel shirt or something that has got like some chest pockets you know and Dana, my All wife right. calls them my dad pockets, right? Because I just like, whenever we're traveling, you know how it is when you had little kids, you got no habit, like you just always are getting handed stuff and whatever. So, and then another thing I always do, this is kind of in general, but say we go to a restaurant or something, you get some takeout and there's napkins extra at the end. I always save those. It's just like, you never know when you're going to have a bloody nose or you're going to spill something or what, right? And so I have these tendencies now that I realize are like, kind of a de- heavy dad, older guy type of things I do. So people have made fun of me over the years. Like, why do you keep that napkin? I'm like, you never know. Right. So I was, tra- I was coming back from Charlotte Monday morning. I land, I lay over in Salt Lake. I get some food. Yeah. What do you know? I got my extra napkins. So I was like, eh, you know, put it in my dad pocket, chest pocket. Right. So I get to the, I get back to Boise and my car had been sitting in the, the deck for three days. And I'm walking up to it and I'm like, what in the hell is going on? And I see there's like feathers all over the front of my car. Okay. Like bird feathers. And okay. I get closer and closer and I'm like, I can't fit. And I see a lot of stuff, you know, like camping and being outdoors, the farm, like nature things. I cannot figure what happens. There's probably like two five gallon buckets full of feathers on my car, on the windshield and hood. They weren't there when I parked this thing, right? So I'm looking up above, like, the car. There's nothing. There's no nest that exploded. And then I look down closer, Jake, and within these full-size 10 gallons of feathers, there's, like, a destroyed juvenile bird, like, just barely feathered up that's, like, its guts are all stretched out. Like, some bird battle happened on the hood of my car, and... I like there's not a trace of anything else anywhere. It just ground zero was my car. But there's now there's like bird carcass and guts strewn all on the windshield. I was like, well, that like way more than a windshield wiper could undo, you know? And, it, and, and like, it's dried up. I'm it's all, it's all dry. And I'm like, well, what what am I gonna do now? And then I think, ooh, the dad pocket. Thank God. So I pull out my extra napkins and I just disassemble this poor little infant. <laughs> bird and take it to the garbage can and then i pull through the drive-thru thank god i didn't have to get my hands on this i pulled through the the pay station with the teller and this lady's like what happened to your car i don't know man some bird attacked another bird or something but jake so the moral of the story is you never know when those dad pockets and the napkins are going to come in handy you never know okay so there you go that's my gift to you for the week well, I appreciate it. And so the next time I go to a restaurant or get takeout, I will definitely keep the napkins. And now yep. the only thing I don't have many shirts would be pockets. So that's all I'll have to. Well, you can just use I, your I jeans, know. like back pocket, okay. back pocket, some napkins. You don't ever feel them. Okay. Yeah. And okay. then you put them through all the right. wash. you would be like, dang it. I left that in there. Shoot. Now you got that little clump, you know, when it all okay. makes into a hard ball. So yeah, just. You heard it here first, all right? That's all I got, Jake. You have a uh, happy Thanksgiving. Travel safe. 
we're a 7.4% chance to make the playoffs right now, according to ESPN. So not all hope is lost. All right. And you never know what can happen if we, if we get to 500. Okay. Of course not. Not all hope is lost, man. You just, all we need to do is get one win. And then if that takes care of itself, we'll just move from there. All right. Well, good luck eating too much on Thanksgiving. And I'm looking forward. I'll be driving back from Utah when the game's on. I'll be listening to you and the guys because we're going down to watch the Utes, who are Pac-12 South champs, take on Colorado at home on Friday. Saturday, Utah basketball at home against BYU. How about that sporty weekend? Oh, so we're Utah Ute all weekend. and um, Only when they win. I only show up when things are going good. I get it, but you should you should have an enjoyable Friday night. I don't see Colorado putting up too much of a fight, to be quite honest. And that's the plan. All right, Jake. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Take care. Have a great, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Jordan and Jake, powered by Ortho Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with a click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina. Your care, your way.